0: You're listening to a podcast from Blogging Heads TV. Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. Uh, you're going to have to give me some help on this uh, on the visual gag front. Well, uh, it was wh- suppos- what mask are you wearing? Who is that supposed, supposed to be? It's supposed to be
1: Hillary Clinton, but I think they sent me <laughs> Laura Bush. <laughs> I think they sent
0: you Jeb Bush. But, um, mean, <laughs> take that thing off if before we lose Hillary- viewers. If you, if you-
1: if you've seen Hillary Clinton she sort of looks like this these days sort of
0: except for the face and the hair
1: Um, anyway it's Hillary Clinton and she's responsible for this mess the mess being the incredible wave of uh, censorship in the press that's that's half because they hate Trump but half because they're so spooked by the Hillary Clinton email story and how they treated it last time that they're determined not to let any other story that might possibly give Trump a good day get any traction at all. So we're living in like this weird, uh, you know, creepy uh, authoritarian world that I hope will go away after the election.
0: Now, are you talking particularly about the Hunter Biden Yeah,
1: well, that's the most obvious example. But also, there were some good economic news, so everybody had to piss on it because Trump might get some traction. And you got big
0: headlines in, I think, in a couple in the in the journal. The big headline was
1: economic news, good, but recovery slowing. But it's not so good. But there's still horrible problems. They did their best. Um, So uh, anyway, I see it everywhere. Every there no. No stone is left unturned in terms of making sure that everything is twisted against Trump, and he's still within striking distance. So that tells you
0: something. That yes, he he is uncomfortably close, for my taste. I I actually later, I think, will defend to some extent, guardedly the um, the 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 MSM's handling of the Hunter Biden thing. I think that's a complicated issue. We should get to that. Yeah, well, you know. That's more interesting than the polls because. Well, ahead. wait, no. I mean, first, it, it, let, let's, uh, let me sketch out in case there are any fellow Biden supporters who, um, are not yet worried out there, but would like to be. I, I, I would like to share my concerns with them. I, I think I have the definitive, uh, Joe Biden loses scenario. Okay, because I
1: don't. Okay, go ahead. I don't you think don't? he's going to lose, but it but it, but it's possible. Very well, possible. I wouldn't
0: bet even money that he's going to lose. I just my job is to worry about things, and I'm I, I have to say I'm pretty good at it. Um, okay, let us so, have it. <clears throat> okay, so here are my concerns. So, first of all, there has been persistent tightening in the polls. Right, last week Fish and a w- half, there's been like a two point closing of the gap or so.
1: There's been, right? And there's been a mild closing in the battleground states, which is what counts. Right, right. But uh, the, the standard counter is that's just because these bogus polls of Trafalgar and Rasmussen are screwing up the averages. If you look at the real polls, damn it, Biden's still ahead.
0: No, but if you look at 538, which grades the polls and discounts accordingly for bad right. polls, uh, the um, I actually think I have the numbers here somewhere, but definitely – um let's see. Uh since the nineteenth of October, only eleven days ago, um the national gap the gap nationally between Biden um and Trump has dropped from ten point seven to eight point eight. Okay. In Pennsylvania, which is the key state, if you ask me, it's it's dropped from six point five key from six point five to five point one. Now that's Nate Silver, who is being very careful about which polls he waits how. So something you know, there's something going on. And not huge. I'm not saying it's huge, but if if your concern, like mine, is it could it could keep going on. I mean remember, uh with Hillary, the polls had her ahead like four points in Pennsylvania or something. And I know the pollsters say, Oh yeah, well now we know what we did wrong then. Well yeah. Well, then you knew what you did wrong the time before. You just didn't know what was going wrong at the time, and you never know because things change so fast. You know the propensity of different demographics to answer their cell phone, their smartphone, and blah blah blah. So, um, anyway, no, that uh, could
1: well that could well be true, and it's also possible that the polls Nate Silver thinks are bad polls are actually good polls. Same same thing. <clears throat> Uh, no, tra- no, I,
0: th- I think he's he's actually pretty good on that front. I, 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 well, but
1: the, the trafal- has, is he right on pissing on Trafalgar?
0: Uh, I, I have to it? admit, I have not independently verified that. It's yeah. certainly an outlier, consistently in favor of Trump.
1: Right, and he has a whole theory that explains that. Mm-hmm. So we
0: have to see if he gets it wrong. But I'm not. I'm not at the end of my uh, scare scenario. Okay, which you should welcome because you will find it heartening. I think being as you are a trump supporter the um so where was i so okay so the question is why have they been tightening because if it's something that's going to continue for the next few days i remember the polls reflect the state of play like maybe 4 days ago okay there may have been tightening since then right now what 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 do you think the tightening is due to i have a theory uh i think that the uh the
1: tightening is, it tends to tight, well, people confront the possibility of Biden, which is a distressing possibility. And th- Trump hasn't done anything absolutely insane for a few hours. So every time he doesn't do that, uh he goes up a bit. Uh, There's that that. would be my theory.
0: I think we should not dismiss the possibility that the Hunter Biden story has had some effect. Uh, great. That proves my theory. Did you ever publish your theory, by the way, of media suppression? No, I of, of didn't. Your three I media wrote suppression tweet. paradigms? Well, I, wrote, I no, I, I didn't get around to it yet. I wrote a
1: tweet saying, you know, Ben Smith wrote this uh, column in the New York Times basically saying the gatekeepers are back. They've, they've right. shown that they can crush this Hunter Biden story. And I said... Is Would even Ben Smith say that the Hunter Biden story has been completely crushed? Because it seems to me, all I see in my weird world are people debunking it or or or, or promoting it. And, you know, th- there was a poll that showed, well, two thirds of independents said it wasn't
0: important. Well, if one third said it is important, it's got out. I mean, it's had an effect. Right, right. Oh, sure. I mean, it only takes about 5% of the electorate to completely, you know, blow the thing open. But right. the, um, it was a good piece uh, because I didn't realize that the Wall Street Journal had been given, like, I guess, all the emails uh, well in advance that, that, you know, uh, Trump's people tried to shop it to the Wall Street Journal right. but- before Giuliani took it to the New York Post and, and so that little piece the Wall Street Journal had just run saying we basically, we don't find any evidence of wrongdoing. Uh, that's involved. not what it said. That's well, the but that's the upshot. That's the upshot. The upshot
1: is that they're saying we're through with this story. There's nothing here. It was a command. Right. It was a, clearly a command decision saying there's nothing here. Boom.
0: Well, you don't know that. All, the, all you they they actually, know that. all they actually said. You don't know said, that.
1: You're just asserting. I don't that. know that, but I, it, it, it sort of seemed that way. It, uh, it in your head. All because 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 what the actual conclusion was so much less than there's nothing here. It said the documents show that there's no role for Joe Biden. Well, yeah, nobody said they do. We said that there was a there was a suggestive tweet saying uh Hunter that Hunter will. Keep ten for the big guy. Okay, that's that's what there was. Okay, that doesn't say, you know, that that doesn't say there's nothing here. But yet the, it was interpreted by everybody as saying, okay, the journal's not going to follow up with that. Now they, I'm sure they will follow up after the election because I'm sure the reporters
0: actually think there's something there. How I do think. you know that? You're pretty well plugged in. I would think you would know. No, if reporters disgusting. were saying. I don't know. Um, really so. Let's, I'm writing down Hunter on this tablet because I would like to revisit this and have this whole argument we're on the verge of having. But first, let me finish my scare scenario or for yeah, you. No, but
1: you, you, you were, you were, you were saying why you think the Hunter Biden yeah, thing has yeah. had an effect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's just one of the best candidates. If you, I mean, okay, so I agree with you. The Ben Smith piece was very good. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I didn't know. But he did – I thought it was premature for him to say, see, the gatekeepers still have power. Well, how do we right. know? I mean – Exactly. First of all, uh, you know, as for whether this story will have an effect, it depends on the effect it has on a pretty small fraction of people who either haven't made up their minds or are tentatively supporting one candidate and could flip. I don't know who these people are. I don't know what media, media ecosystems they're in. But I will say this – that since he wrote that piece, it seems to me that the Hunter Biden story has gotten basically more and more play. I mean, the right wing media is really behind it. The Wall Street Journal opinion section is behind it. Fox News is behind it. Tucker Carlson is behind it. And not to mention the shadier outfits like Bannon's podcast. And if and if you look at what they're doing, they're getting all these different angles to different places. So like, you know the salacious stuff goes to gateway pundit and you can share it on facebook from gateway pundit and the more you know legit stuff goes to tucker carlson and so on and um you know it, it seems to me there is now basically no american who hasn't heard of the story it, it, and yeah isn't it isn't it more, less it's less that fox has great reach
1: into the undecided and more that it's become a story of media suppression. That's become the story. And even if you haven't heard of the Hunter Biden story, you've heard of the complaints about Facebook censoring the Hunter Biden story. So it's it it would basically be the greatest case of the Barbara Streisand effect in history. Well, that's Uh, different
0: from media suppression being a story. I mean, the Streisand effect is when the story itself does get out because you tried to suppress it.
1: That's what I meant.
0: Well, okay. It's distinguished from this whole meta discussion about whether the media should do this or well, that. Well, but that
1: also helps get the story out.
0: Well, I agree. The
1: double-barreled
0: Streisand effect. I agree. Whereas people like, I think, Ben Smith, but certainly Ross Douthat, have been writing as if the meta discussion is victory for Biden because it's not the, the discussion about the story per se. But I think anything that keeps the story alive and gets it out there right. is, good, is good for Trump. Right. And – you know, if you ask it me, it also doesn't help that Biden is failing to respond to it. Well, I agree. Although if he wins, I'll say it was brilliant. Um, I don't know what's smart, but but you know, I said last week that I said two kind of conf- conflicting things. But one of them was that I worried that the media's ignoring the story um, would 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 keep people from realizing. That if you look at the emails, even the, even the, uh, even if you assume that what people are claiming is true, at least the, you know, the the less extravagant claims, it's not that huge a deal. And, um, and I still worry that that's the case. That, that, um, that, so people watch that, that Hunter, uh, the, the, um, the interview with, uh, Bo Balinski on Tucker Carlson and, um, you know, and see various things. Oh, the CEO of, of Hunter's, uh, company met Joe Biden. Oh, you know, when he was no longer vice president. Oh, I mean, and I, I just think I, people react to stuff. I mean, Tucker's acting like it's a big deal. Everybody acts like it's a big deal. And, and, and there's been very little clear explanation of what would and would not be a big deal and why. I, I don't,
1: I don't think. Bobolinsky was as fabulous a witness as everybody says he was. He, 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 you sort of wondered why he took the job in the first place. And he was constantly talking about his, his years of service to the country. Obviously, he'd been overprepped on that
0: regard. Um, I thought he was credible. He did. It was, was, it was very clear he hates Hunter Biden and that does not help his credibility. But I, I, I mean, he doesn't have a, an objective view of the situation, but, but I don't think he's lying about it.
1: No, no, I just, but he, he, I just didn't think he was like the 100% stellar, stellar witness that, that everybody no. said he was. Yeah. But the the, 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 if, if Hunter Biden was, if there was 10% of this deal for Joe Biden, that is a huge scandal because this company was one of the biggest companies in China connected to the government and it was going to sluice millions of dollars into this partnership and if okay. biden gets 10 percent, that means he's on the take from china uh at the time when he's clearly planning he, you know the planning for this started when he was vice president he's clearly planning to run for president and why would china be interested in sluicing millions of dollars to him unless they thought he was going to be in power obviously so right. yes of course we yes, know it's, we yes, know that- it's a big deal
0: well, we know that no money wound up flowing through this company. No, the deal
1: fell through. The guy got arrested before the.
0: And, and there is no the, clear the evidence that any money went to Joe Biden or he ever okayed any of that or, or was going to go to Joe Biden or. It, but, but let's get back a little Well, there, me, is, there is. Let the me finish. Tweet. Okay. Let me just finish my scare scenario. So, okay. if you. So, it, anyway, it seems to me credible. I mean, there's a ton of stuff about Hunter Biden and it's going through all of these, these different angles and Rudy Giuliani is going berserk about. It. I mean, they've got so many angles now. I mean, they've got like, uh, Hunter Biden was endangering children and Joe Biden knew about it and that's criminal. That's going to, some, that's like Gateway Pundit. You can post that on Facebook if you're so inclined. And no, again, we don't, we don't know <laughs> what? Sure you can. They'll take we, it down. I don't think they will. Well, they did, did. You read? Didn't you read uh,
1: Byron York's piece about there? There are these spontaneous Trump rallies in Pennsylvania, not organized by the campaign, and the organizers say every time they post something about Hunter Biden, it gets taken down by Facebook. Yeah, and you, these are nobody. Did you hear
0: about Tucker Carlson? That they some some bad people intercepted and stole his package. Well, that turned well, out these, not to be true. But these are nobodies,
1: and why would they? I mean, I, there's, oh, there's he's no a he's a journalist
0: reason. with a, with a lot at stake, uh, credibility wise, and yet he, he made this allegation. Package. Everybody
1: was, say, everybody was saying he was faking it. It turned out, it turned out, uh, he had, the package had not arrived. Yeah, but
0: he was obviously overreacting. What found are the, the hard, chances? They found the flash drive on the floor what of the, what are UPS? the chances that some Biden supporter found out about this shipment and infiltrated UPS? It made no, no but sense. It,
1: the chances, what are the chances that the flash drive just fell out of the package on the floor of VPS? So obviously, somebody said, hey, this is to Tucker Carlson. That's kind of interesting. Let's see what it is. I mean, you know, that's oh, the most, that's the most logical scenario. What, what's
0: your scenario? The scotch tape failed? Uh, that he needs to to get a better intern next year. Um, but <laughs> the uh, – so anyway, let me finish. So I, I just think as credible as any other explanation, for the tightening poles – is the Hunter Biden story. It's continuing to get out there and different angles are finding their way, presumably given the amazing efficiency of social media, which I don't think is as repressive as you're suggesting, um, is getting out to the people who would, who would find it, uh, most damning, presumably including some of these undecided voters. Let me finish. The, the, the polls we've seen are as of several days ago. If this dynamic has continued, and continues through the election, uh again, you know, the, the the gap is down to five in Pennsylvania. Um and if it if it gets down to four, it's where it was when, when it's where the polls were when Hillary lost Pennsylvania. And finally, there's this crazy wild card in Pennsylvania of these cops shooting this black guy and uh, you know, disorder ensuing I have no idea what impact that 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 would have. Most people seem to think it, it would help Trump. I don't know, but it's certainly a wild card. Hasn't helped Trump yet, but it's possible. Well, we don't know. We don't know. It's too
1: recent. The polls won't no, reflect. No, I it. mean the, the 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 disorder in big cities has not helped Trump. Uh, well, okay, so but th- far. this
0: could come down to things like people choose not to vote because the center city still seems right. You know, no, right. as of Tuesday. I mean, we just don't know. Right and. The, the, the... And uh, on the other hand, it could, you know, enraged blacks could could turn out to vote Trump out of office. So this,
1: who knows? But are you through now or are you still going to say, let me finish?
0: I'm, uh, that, I, I, I just want to uh, say that, like, <laughs> no, I'll say one more thing. I think even in Nate Silver's model, whoever wins Pennsylvania will probably win the election, even though he's got Biden at 89 uh, percent, you know, likelihood of winning right now. Um, I think this, I think the stats are that if Biden wins Pennsylvania, he almost certainly wins. And if Trump wins it, he has a greater than 50% chance of winning according to Silver's own model. And I think anybody who looks at the numbers and feels sure that Biden is going to win Pennsylvania, although I, I would bet he will, I, I want to be clear, but anybody who thinks it's in the bag, I think is nuts. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. But, um, the, uh, uh, now i've completely lost my train of thought the the obvious counter to your argument is that large numbers of people have already voted so the ongoing hunter biden story is is influencing an increasingly small pool of voters and you know uh, the
0: counter to that counter right
1: no what's that? well
0: the people who've already voted are, are exactly the people whose v- minds were not going to be changed that's the theory that's the that's the claim
1: Right, the, um, You're just the, parasitizing a what was the certain a election day. I, day vote. I, well, that's very heartening because it shows that the media, stra- the strategy of suppressing the story as opposed to responding to it is the wrong strategy. The right strategy is to respond to it and knock it down. So I'm, I'm glad if that just in ter- sort of terms of our democracy, I'm glad that that strategy fails. Uh, the... Um, there are scenarios where Biden could lose Pennsylvania and win the election. Still,
0: yeah, so. but it's not enough to just win Arizona, which is his next best shot. He has right. to win Arizona and something okay. else.
1: Yeah, he, he can do that too. The the what, what I what I it, it seems isn't it clear to you that the media is missing a bet? There, there, the media strategy should be to say the election is not such a big deal and. You know, they want to stop the voting now, right? Because all the Biden people have voted. The Trump people haven't voted. So if everybody loses interest in the election, you know, and starts worrying about, you know, the Kardashians or something, uh, Biden wins because nobody shows up. The Trump people don't show up. So if the press really was Machiavellian, they would stop making such a big deal of the election, focus on the World Series or Justin Turner's COVID diagnosis you know, or the new Netflix specials or something like that. And, you know, just say, you know, nothing to see here. And there's nothing much happening with this election. Don't worry. But they're completely incapable of doing it because they have such a huge institutional investment in making a big deal of the election. And that is helping Trump now because it's Trump's people who is going to get to the polls on Election Day, which is Trump's only hope.
0: Well, I don't know. There, there are democratic, probably a lot of iffy democratic voters you could mobilize on election day. I, I don't know. I mean, you're right, but I think the fact that it puzzles you that journalists haven't done this suggests that you think there's a lot more of a journalistic conspiracy going on than there is. I mean, by and large, journalists show up and try to get clicks every day, and that's what they're doing. It was a
1: huge journalistic conspiracy, and they get clicks by by appeasing their audiences who are also rabid anti-Trumpers. In the case of the mainstream media, you so. mean a,
0: a conspiracy in the sense that they actually strategize? They talk to one another about no, what they're. You ha- well, have, no, you they don't have. That's what a conspiracy is. That's what a conspiracy is. Well, uh, but I, you're the one
1: that said I, I had a conspiracy. I'm saying that uh, I'm saying that you know the the press often acts as one. It's the it's the old Norman Podhoretz, you know, the hive doesn't need the bee queen bee to tell her what to do. The hive knows what to do.
0: Yeah, I look, there's definitely pro-Trump bias in the, in the mainstream media. There is a fairly robust right-wing, uh, ecosystem, but there's definitely, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, so, uh,
0: so I, I'm, just, I'm just amazed that they miss, they're missing a bet. Yeah. So anyway, that's the source of my anxiety. Now, you'd want to get back and argue about, uh, Hunter Biden? Sure, let's do that. So I just, um, and we should, oh by the way, we should talk about Glenn Greenwald at some point. I'm writing that down. Um Well, you tell me, did Bobolinsky bring much new I, I watched the interview. Did you think he brought much new of substance to the table? He brought one thing. He brought a couple of things. A uh A he verified that the
1: emails were real and not fake. Well,
0: we I was taking that for granted, but uh well,
1: the people, all the people that said it was Russian disinformation sort of implied that the Russians had taken a real email and added phony parts, right? Well, I think he it was a say. hack.
0: I, I think the laptop story is probably a lie. And in fact, okay. as, as somebody suggests on Twitter the other day, look, they've got his text messages. They've got his videos. I mean, how many people saved their smartphone videos to, to their computer? What probably hap- happened is they hacked not just the computer, but his iCloud account. I mean, this was, this was, I think, a serious Attack. Don't you think probably this, this data was criminally obtained? Wouldn't you guess? Uh, I, I don't want to guess. It could be an
1: ex-girlfriend or something maybe, or I don't know.
0: If it was, well, oh, come on. Uh, an, ex- an ex-girlfriend with Hunter's extraordinary passed, hacking Hunter's, skills?
1: Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Hunter's passed out on the couch and, and she raids his laptop while he's asleep. I don't know. Not could crazy. Be. He does seem um, to
0: have had a lifestyle not conducive to not passing out on but the couch. The, the lapse So anyway,
1: he, you ask. Ask what Bobulinski added. He 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 verified for the the unconvinced that the emails were real. He said he'd met with Biden twice, and you know he was very tame in what he alleged Biden said, which added to his credibility. But Biden did sort of know vaguely. What was going on with the China deals? So he sort of he lied when he said he didn't know about it. So what? That's not that important. But uh, and he and he said that the the ten percent that Hunter was going to say for Joe had been transferred to Biden's brother in the final deal. So the Biden mm-hmm. brother got twenty percent. So he was hiding the ten percent for Joe.
0: Well, uh, he, he he surmised he, he surmised, surmised that. that what well, he he knew, added that that's what he added. Yeah. No, that was interesting. So just to make sure people understand, the one supposedly damning email had the proposed allotment of shares in this endeavor that wound up going nowhere and generating no revenue. But anyway, you know, there was the one line that had a question mark at the end of it, the only line that did, you know, after saying 20 shares for so-and-so, 10 for so-and-so, so many for Hunter, and 10 for the big guy to be held by Hunter? Question mark. So what we did see the, uh, in the Bobolinsky interview was a screenshot of the final allotment of shares, and Hunter's shares had not gone up by 10, so apparently Hunter wasn't holding anything big guy, but Biden's brother Jim's shares had gone up by 10. <clears throat> so he surmised that maybe he was holding them for Joe. I mean, it's still, you know, it's right. still surmise, right? but that was interesting. Which, yeah, so that, that's all I think he added. I mean, right. on the other hand, I would say a couple of things. First of all, Hunter, I would, you know, trust as far as I could throw him, and he could well say, well, gosh, uh, we, you know, Jim and I are gonna need a little more because we gotta cut in Joe. I mean, we may, may wind up forgetting to tell Joe, forgetting to tell Joe about this, but, um, yeah, uh, and in any event, once, once they've a lot, once they've got the one thing leaving the tin open, possibly for Joe, it's gotta go somewhere, and I'm sure the Bidens would like to see it go to one of them, and it did, but, uh, so I wouldn't say that is uh, strongly implicates Joe, um, but uh, but this does lead to my kind of defense of the me- of, of the media for handling this very delicately, even if they didn't have a pro Trump uh, pro Biden bias, which clearly they do, and it's this. So there's another. I, I don't know if this is a text or an email that has been juxtaposed with the uh, stuff we've already discussed suggestively uh, by people like Giuliani. And you know about this. Uh It's the one where Hunter is talking to his kids and he says, and I won't keep half of your salary like pop. And so they put these two together like, oh, Hunter was going to you know, half of Hunter's shares were going to be for Joe, and now we say that Joe keeps half of his salary. So maybe maybe you put these two together, and this is the basic MO, that Hunter is the bag man and Joe always gets 50%. That is possible. On the other hand, it could be a lot of other things. It could be that it was well known in the family that, say, uh, Joe had said, sure, Hunter, I'll pay your tuition to law school, but after you get out of law school, you got to give me half your salary until you've paid off the debt. Could well be. We don't know. My main point is that when you've got 20,000 emails and a bunch of text messages, it's not that hard to find two things that you can put together that seem suggestive, right? Like the more emails you've got to choose from, the more likely it is that just through sheer random coincidence you're going to find two things that seem to add up to something. And if you're the Washington Post and the New York Times, are you going to let Rudy Giuliani be the one who chooses and then just shows you the one he's chosen and accepts the pattern that seems to be evident there? Now, the Wall Street Journal may have gotten the whole hard drive, all of the emails, I'm not sure, and their verdict was there's nothing here to, to write about. But... But you, you take my point, I mean, well, if, the, if, this is not like a lot of the WikiLeaks dumps, okay, where, f- for reasons mm-hmm. I could get into, that, that, I don't think that issue arose. But you, you see my, my point, it's like, I, and certainly if there was an exonerating email that said that what he meant was, was Joe had kept half of his salary after law school until he paid off the debt, God knows Rudy wouldn't show us that.
1: Well, but but the the journal did. uh You're right. The, the Giuliani stuff is 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 suspect. And, well, that's all the MSM
0: but, has. His selection from twenty thousand emails. I mean, in a way, it's well, like if this guy is half as corrupt as they claim.
1: All, all you need is ten for. All you need is the ten for the big guy email, which is not part of the curated Giuliani collection, but is part of the whole hard drive thing that the Wall Street Journal said. At least the press should ask Biden. In a press conference sure, to force him to mount a defense, and he can come up with any defense he wants. Sure, presumably the defense is, "I'm not responsible for what Hunter fantasizes about. I never got any money. Period, mm-hmm. or I was never going to get any money. I didn't know about any of this. That would be a
0: defense, but they're not doing that. And I'm sure he'll be happy to have a press conference on Wednesday. You know, he's not there. Right? Well, he's well that's not the point. Questions. Um, that's the point, so no, uh, I don't like his strategy, but I'm always I think I'm naive about these things. My instinct is always look, explain the situation clearly if you have nothing to hide um but people say no, no, even if you have nothing to hide, you're better off like just just dodging it or something but um anyway that's that's kind of so in other words, this is different from like when WikiLeaks gives you a video showing. That American fighter pilots killed a Reuters photographer. It is it is that the taxpayer and citizen of America should get to know that that happened. They deserve to know it happened, and it's clear that that's what this shows. It doesn't matter what WikiLeaks is or isn't showing you. It's very clear that happened on this occasion. Um, but it's clear that this was an email from Hunter, and so that's pro- that's provocative, and
1: the American people. Also yeah, deserve an answer to that. I mean, I we agree, don't. I agree, but
0: but you take my point. Kind of, it's like for all we know, there are exonerating emails that Rudy's not showing showing us here, and 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 moreover, the things he's putting together suggestively. I, I mean, honestly, if Hunter is one eight as corrupt as Giuliani and Bannon claim. Then then, if they got 20,000 emails to work with and the guy is really a crackhead – I mean crackheads have been known to send ill-advised emails, right? Then they the should Biden have a lot more was stuff. They should have a lot more stuff than we've the seen. The Biden family was,
1: was apparently totally paranoid about this get, getting out according to people in the emails, I think, that, that – so so – they may have had a family culture of Maybe. being very, very careful. But again, uh, the guy but, was
0: the guy was a crackhead, right? Wasn't but they got is that true?
1: Uh, I he don't was a know. Crackhead? I don't know. He was the something head. But uh he you know, they they got the whole the Wall Street Journal got a whole bunch of and if there was anything wildly esculpatory in it, I assume the reporters of the journal would have told us. So True. True. Uh you know, that wasn't there. The um no, so anyway, we, we, we sort of agree. They should have asked Biden the Biden the question. Uh, it's probably a tactical mistake for him to think he could stiff it. Now, remember, this is very similar to the Schwarzenegger situation, where the L.A. Times dropped a scandal five days before the election, and he said, "Where there's smoke, there's fire." Yeah, and he managed to he managed to tough it out. But he did say, where there's smoke, there's fire.
0: So he didn't totally stif- He said, sometimes on these rowdy Hollywood sets. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, A victim of the rowdiness. That was, where there's smoke, there's fire was sort of
1: brilliant. It was it was engineered by Mike Murphy. Hmm. Because it's just enough of admission to satisfy people and not enough of admission to really admit anything. <laughs> so uh it was good. And even that, it, I think it was very hard for him to get Schwarz are going to say it because it's was such an admission of guilt,
0: but I know I think but Biden should have said at the debate, look, this stuff came out of the blue. there's some people who think it's russian disinformation i I don't know they claimed it who knows you know, but I will say this, I noticed that a lot of it is about um you know China, and I would just it seems to be about twenty seventeen and I would just point out i was I was no longer vice president then, so if they're arguing that i my office was corrupted, blah 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 i you know i he could have said something. Well, but he was, plan- he was planning it
1: in 2015 and 60, So, oh, it was being planned. So,
0: well, it was being planned. I, and look, I mean, he, I think in general, you can't expect a parent to control their adult children. Adult children can do whatever they want, but Biden did show bad judgment if indeed he brought Hunter over on an official vice presidential trip to China at one point, knowing that, uh, that Hunter was going to be and making just, business contracts. And, and,
1: and the Ukraine stuff, even though there's not any indication that Biden got any money from that, he just should have put a stop to it. It was – the State Department was worried about it. It stunk to high heaven. You shouldn't let your son grift well, off your Well, again, your that's name. the thing
0: I'm saying. You don't have ultimate control over. It. Hunter's an adult. He can do whatever he wants. Biden has is powerless to stop him if Hunter resists. I'm not saying Biden, he Biden tried or him. that Hunter wouldn't he have He could have stopped him. Uh, dude, he I'm could, a parent. Let what, me if tell he you denounce, something. what if he denounces it?
1: What if who denounces what? Biden says, look, I, I don't want my son to, to, to be on the board of Burisma. Uh, I don't like that. I wish he wasn't. I'm not going to listen to anything he says. He's dead to me. No, he doesn't have to say that. <laughs> I guess he, he doesn't, doesn't have to
0: say know- that. He, I does say-
1: <laughs> he doesn't have to say that, but he can just, yeah. he,
0: he, he can, he can, yeah. he can end, end the fiction that Hunter has influence. Why, over, why didn't he yeah. join the many politicians who have held press conferences to denounce their children at a time when no one was raising any questions about the subject? Yeah, he should have done that. The State Department, people were raising questions. The State Department was raising questions. Yeah, but nobody publicly. Um, the, uh,
1: I'm not sure if that's true. Well, either. I didn't catch um, wind of it. Bob, I know you sent me an email today. What did it and say? I noticed it was sent from a Hawaii phone.
0: Huawei. Huawei. It was a Huawei phone. Yeah, which means that even as we speak, Chinese Communist Communist Party members are reading that email right now in China. You're using a Communist Party phone.
1: Exactly. Why should we
0: trust anything you say? Exactly. You want to see it? It's a great phone. The Huawei – Trump – the reason I bought it – first of all, it is a great phone. You bought it as a little finger to Trump. You're totally right. Now, just – the uh here it is great phone um
1: when I missed it
0: but well, I'm wondering if there's any if do I not want people to know what apps I use now, I guess that's not too private those those are the apps i use oh. but it's a great phone and but but people should be warned um Trump has steadily put the clamps on more harder and harder on Huawei smartphones. This is a twenty nineteen model which you can't buy from an American carrier but you can buy an unlocked model. The 2020 models, though, won't even work with the Google Play Store, so getting apps is problematic. So 2019 is unfortunately the last uh, Huawei that uh, there's much point in owning if you're in America.
1: Huh, well, it's probably rising in value then. Maybe, maybe. Um, so uh, before we... Maybe we'll leave the election, maybe we won't, but I... I um.
0: No, we should say more, but it's it's, all anybody's thinking about.
1: As you you know, I will vote for Trump, and I will vote for Trump because I'd like a uh, high-wage, high-trust society with a generous welfare state for working people, Mm -hmm. and I think that requires us to control our borders, and Biden is sort of uh, said he will surrender, and I think that on the borders, and I think that'll that'll cause a huge explosion of I, uh, I of low wage workers.
0: But go ahead. No,
1: what I mean, in my interpretation is surrender. Now, my, the only hope is that Biden, being Biden, you know, when there is a big rush on the borders, uh, and you know there are photographs of hundreds of thousands of people waiting to get in, that he will react politically and say, "No, we have to put a stop to this," and attempt to put a stop to it. Now, uh, uh, I'm not sure that'll happen. I just don't want to take the risk. Now, you counter this by saying Trump is an existential threat to democracy. And I can't get my head wrapped around why he's an existential threat. So if you could calmly explain to me, I'm open to that. Uh, but please don't try to bowl me over with emotion.
0: Well, by that, I mean, it's funny you should mention this, because I get into this in the non-zero newsletter, which will have been uh, posted at nonzero.org by the time this, is, this airs. Um, but I'm not saying uh, re-electing Trump will bring certain doom to American democracy. I compare it to like an asteroid that would wipe out life on Earth if it hits the Earth and has a twenty percent chance of doing that. We would consider that an existential threat, right? And do uh, do what we could to make sure it was diverted. I sure. think Trump has a non trivial chance of um, carrying, you know, of uh, maybe destroying American de- democracy is too strong, but uh, degrading governance and democracy to such a level that. Uh, you know, the country would never recover in a sense. It would still exist. People would live here, but our cherished republic well, would not well, be what it is. And I, I mean, it mean- fl- needs fleshing mm-hmm. out. I mean, how
1: he hadn't done it yet in four years. What is, what, what's, I mean, the the, the 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 next four years are sort of a, a huge black box. Nobody quite can figure out yeah. what Trump will do. He's going to fire everybody. So Jared will be the only person yeah. left in the government. Presumably he'll hold every job in, in the government. And, so, and he has no particular agenda, so yes, there are all sorts of possibilities. Well, first but, of all,
0: but what, is, but, but what what are the possibilities you're worried about? Well, first, you, you acknowledge I assume that if you look at the people in the administration, they have become more and more. They become you know kind of less and less capable, less and less. Um, i Well, look at the director of national intelligence. It's a scary thing if that guy is just a, a Trump. Uh, flunky, which he now is. He wasn't for the Gr- first three years. The director of national intelligence was not a Trump devotee for the first three years. Okay, Do you not it, that's, agree that it's
1: scary? Grinnell seems quite competent and he's amassing more and more power.
0: So. Wait. So you don't... So you think he's a, a, an exemplary... Uh, Grinnell's an exemplary appointee? He seems pretty smart
1: and he's the only one articulating a full blown populist vision for America. I mean, he may be a, behind <laughs> the scenes, he may be a political hack. Is it the job?
0: Is it, is it his job to, to articulate? Um, I don't know what
1: job does he have now. He's not, he, he doesn't th- have the DNI job anymore. So what, wait, what is he, he, he doesn't? I thought that was Ratliff. I thought that's the guy you're complaining about. Oh,
0: you may be right. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good point. That, that's like, it's like successively worse. I mean, people were complaining of making this complaint about Grinnell, right? But it, Dan uh, Coates, right, was the original was the DNI before any of this, right? Yeah, although
1: Dan Coates is a has other problems, but uh, well,
0: maybe, but it's not that he's a Trump. He was at least following in, a the, in the proud tradition of like more, you know, more or less apolitical appointees to critical positions. Um. Same with like chief of staff. This guy, the, the current chief of staff, is like a birther, right? Who's chief of staff? Isn't it Meadows?
1: He he's not a birther. He made one glancing joke about Trump's uh, Obama's home country, Kenya. That's okay. that was, that's it. it on the campaign trail. He's not a hardcore birther. I think Trump, it's worse than that. Trump himself that. was a Trump himself was a birther, but Meadows was not. I don't think a
0: particular birther. Um, Pompeo is. I mean, uh, Rex, the original uh, Secretary of State, was not not a great Secretary of State, but he was not a blind uh, Trump loyalist and chronic liar the way Pompeo is. But so, but I mean, so you just what go is, across the board. What is it going to happen? The, the Secretary of Defense is like an arms lobbyist, right? Well, he's about to be fired, so it doesn't matter. Oh, and I'm but, sure we'll get something better. That's but, the pattern, right? No, we could go. So, so I'm trying to f-
1: flush out what is the. the this is disaster. just one
0: dimension. This is just what one is dimension. The, what,
1: what is what is what happens when the asteroid hits the Earth? What is the asteroid hitting? It's at the. The, is well the, look, Pompeo stays I, in office. I, I've already I mean, that, sketched out a scenario
0: for you where I mean, first of all, Trump is fomenting disorder. He is fomenting conflict between red and blue. And people have guns and they've been buying them in record numbers, and Biden's not going to do that. Okay? That's that's just a whole nother dimension to this. And, but you start putting them together. It's like, wait a second, if if all the important positions Including Secretary of Defense and everything else are filled by Trump flunkies. And at that point, the conflict comes to a head. Well, then creepy shit could happen. I mean, you keep saying, well, Trump hasn't gone fascist on us yet. I agree. And and I agree. His saving grace is he's too incompetent to be. It's not incompetent.
1: It's it's all surface bullshit. And. He he's is completely not, he's, incompetent. He's
0: not trying to turn America into fascism.
1: If can he was, you get this, a little further.
0: Can I punctuate this with a question for you about what's going on through in his head when some uh, this week when a particular thing happened? This is not directly sure. related, okay, but I, j- sure. I just I would love to know what is the explanation for this except this guy is an idiot. Okay, so he's got Bibi Netanyahu on the phone, right? You saw this, probably. I did not see this. Oh, oh! this is great. He's on speakerphone. It's a media opportunity. He's got Bibi on speakerphone. And, you know, they're, they're, they're reveling in Trump's having gotten Arab countries to recognize, right. to normalize relations with Israel. And he
1: asked, he asked Bibi to say, uh, yeah. Michael Dukakis never would have gotten this done or something.
0: Close. He says, BB. he says this way. He says, he says, Bibi, I don't think Sleepy Joe would have gotten this done. Do you? Now, he is asking, The leader of Israel to denounce the man who, according to the polls, will be elected president in a week. Okay, how do you think that's going to go? Well, I don't think he's
1: he's not going to do
0: it. No, Trump was humiliated. B.B. paused and said,
1: well, so where's where where did the asteroid hit the Earth in that one? No, I am asking you.
0: I am asking you what was going on in Trump's head. If he's not an idiot, which you claim, what's going on in his head when he asked that question? Well, he maybe I can bully
1: this guy into saying something. I, it's it's completely crazy. It wouldn't even oh, help him that much you. if he said it.
0: Thank you. That's but, the answer I was looking for. But he's it's completely not, but it's crazy. Not an that him doesn't it. concern you having a completely crazy president. We've had completely crazy presidents before, <laughs> and he's, you welcome that. You you are vo- no, you I mean, are voting Nixon, for him, knowing Nixon, that.
1: Nixon was sort of uh, authoritarian and actually much more able to get work his will in the bureaucracy. And his people were hacks and they followed orders. They weren't Not hack- that many people. Compared to Trump, are you kidding? John Mitchell? John Mitchell was a, was pretty much, uh, independent source of evil.
0: John Mitchell was no less independent and no more apolitical than William Barr. Um, I admit, okay, like Haldeman, he, Ehrlichman. He was a little
1: more political than w-
0: William Barr. Anyway, back to your Barr's, concession Barr's that Barr's pushed back on Trump. So back, much that he's about to get fired. Back to your concession that the man you're voting for for president is crazy. Um, but, right, but point, where does he, 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 we have a court system. It
1: hasn't, he hasn't even tested our ability of the court the system thing. to resist fascism.
0: Okay. It's sitting there waiting. He's crazy, so wait, but he's not going to get very far. So you want to give him another four years to fill the courts and increase I, the chances that, that any authoritarian move would win the support of the courts? Uh, there's, I don't think there's
1: much chance. It will certainly not with his current Supreme Court appointees. It's not going to get any traction. And you know, the well, there's the slim possibility of that. There's a possibility of that. In, in, in comparison with the much greater possibility of a nation sabotaging surge of. Immigration.
0: Well, that is your so little pet obsession. I mean, I, you can't expect well, me to share that. The key, the key word was slim. That's my point. A, a slim, a low probability catastrophic event, the low probability of a catastrophic event is worth worrying about. That's the asteroid. And I haven't even gotten through all the ways. I mean, I, I realized a little thing the other day that somebody said this, like, there are kids who are of an age, who they just, you know, they were like five or six when he became president or something. And like, he's all they know as a president. And like, maybe their their parents voted for him. So they're like, yeah, he's a good role model. So like, I should go around trashing everyone, being completely egotistical, uh, completely without graciousness, and be a total asshole. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say that is a small amount of damage to America. No, when that's stabbing, up, I agree. That's okay. There's just a bit. billion things like this. He's so it just goes nothing on for four more years. And then he's
1: replaced by somebody else. I, I, I agree that that's bad. And I agree that my, my ideal solution is not having Trump in office for four years. I sort of, uh, Well, it's
0: the one you're, it's the one you're voting for.
1: Right. But, uh, it's uh, because I think the danger of Biden is
0: worse. Because of your, I don't want to use yeah, the word entirely obsession, because of intense that intense fascination. We've with had the, enough, we've had enough, we have enough uh,
1: lectures about how demography is destiny and the new America is happening. Well, the new America happens to be a low-wage America. I don't like that. So let's not have the new America. Let's have the America we have with high wages.
0: This reminds me, there's a question that came to us, and and, and like four or five people have asked this either on Twitter Or, like, YouTube comments. This one comes from the Parrot Room uh, commenters. The Parrot Room being, by the way... uh, Should we plug the Parrot Room? Sure. Sure. So, uh, if people want to support us, they can go to patreon.com slash Parrot Room. The Parrot Room is where we have... uh, Where the bonus content comes from. Is that what they call it in the trade? Yeah, it's like a whole after party. It's for, an after party party. This, that's even wilder. Which is already a party. I mean, honestly, let's should we tell them what happened? Hunter Biden saw what we were doing and said, "Whoa, that's too wild for me." <laughs> right. right? That's how wild it is, right? You remember that? We scared him straight. Hunter Biden said, "I've smoked crack, but I've never done shit <laughs> <We> like this, <laughs> man." I And um, and he ponied up. We're getting 5 bucks a month from Hunter now. It's it's great. Um so Anyway, it costs this, money is, this the key, is the key. Well, it's Patreon. They're they're yes, supporting independent okay. journalism so that we can speak as freely as Glenn Greenwald. And I want to get to that. Although we'll get to it perhaps more deeply in the Parrot Room. But anyway, this is a Parrot Room commenter says, and and several people have asked this. I'm conf- I'm confused, writes Jesse, <clears throat> why Mickey doesn't see any other possible options in response to what he perceives as the negative effects of immigration. If he is purely concerned with keeping a tight labor market, what about pushing for a federal jobs guarantee? Um, there's plenty of work out there to be done. Does a Green New Deal, WPA-type solution somehow still lead to the dreaded India-style caste system? And... What about the fact that many immigrants flee from countries that the U.S. has played a big part in destabilizing? Well, that's a different question. Other people have asked minimum wage. Why don't we – you know, there's a lot of things you can
1: do. The answer is is I'm for all those things. I'm for the minimum wage. I'm for a WPA-style job guarantee. And I'm also for limiting the flow of low-skilled workers into America so that our existing people who – especially African-Americans who are the last hired and first fired – and people out of prison, and people trying to, to you know, on the borderline of being disabled. Will I? Will they work? Will they be disabled? Can get jobs that pay a decent wage, and we got to do all those things. And immigration—it just happens to be one lever that we can pull that will will cause a significant increase. And as uh, as Ross Douthat said, we don't have to have an academic discourse. We've run the experiment. We Trump restricted immigration, not a lot, but he held the lid on it, and wages have risen. So, well, so come the on. argument a lot, of things, a lot of things have happened. Mickey. Well, but we had we had a lot of prosperous years without an increase in those on the bottom, and a, right. and a higher increase in those on the bottom than but, those on the top. We we limited immigration, and it happened. So that's at least a de facto fine. Case, but the a, the a other fact- prima facie case that you have to rebut. That, that was a big, that was a okay. factor in it.
0: The other fact though is that the reduction in the unemployment rate under Trump was a straightforward continuation of what was happening before he, he came into office. And I think pretty much any right. economist will so, tell you that once the unemployment rate gets low enough, wages will start rising. That's right. well, the that's, way it works.
1: But that, that's, but that, that's all, that also, that's also the immigration argument. Once the labor market gets tight enough, Wages will start rising and why was the labor market tight? Because they couldn't import more workers. So it's, you know, they're both factors and it's also true that we had a, we had a high, high wage economy under Clinton with a massive influx of illegals because the economy was so fucking hot that it could tolerate it. So all these things go into the stew and yes, a jobs guarantee would help. Yes, a minimum wage helps. Uh, but yes, also controlling the borders also helps. Why do we have to why do we have to do this thing that that points in the wrong direction that influences the labor market in the wrong direction? I don't understand it. This is this is like a, one of the first one of the first interviews uh that I saw that I, I happened to be in, in you know at the convention uh with uh some Obama administration officials and they were saying, well, it's a, you know, there's only a little effect but it's a little effect in the wrong direction. Let's have effects in the right direction. Okay. It only reduces you, wages by three or four percent. Okay, but, but if we're let's talking, let's increase wages by three or four percent. Okay.
0: But if we're talking little effects, is a little effect sufficient justification to reelect a president who, when I describe him, you kind of go, yeah, it's true. He's a, he's a complete horror show, you know? Is, is, is a little effect enough? This will be, A, a it's a bigger, it'll be a bigger effect. B, it's a bigger effect
1: as you go down the income scale. So it's a huge effect by the time you go to a high school, black high school dropout. Uh, it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, C, I think it will be a really big influx of immigration. I don't, yeah, I don't think it'll be a million, okay? I think it'll be two, three, four million once you add in all the new legal immigrants that Biden will also let in. So... The, the corporate America does not care if we have a socially equal society. They just want cheap workers. They don't care if they're coolies who are, who are being paid uh, a very, very low wage. But as Americans, that's not our agenda. Our agenda is to have the sort of society we want, and we want an equal society. So we don't want to cave in to all the corporate demands for cheap labor, which I think Biden will.
0: Here's an immigration question. And this actually was brought to my attention by Matt Iglesias, who actually uh my previous podcast uh on the right show, um and I should say for people who watch this on YouTube and wonder how you get the audio podcast, you know, with us on it, uh the right show for the time I being was, would be. The I way almost to go.
1: listened to the last night and I thought an hour and a half of Bob talking to Matt Iglesias, I'll read it I'll listen after the election.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I doubt you will, but uh, I'll save I'll you have, the time. Is there a and, two time feature? Can I re- run it at double speed? Totally. That's a great thing. You think people are listening to guys our age at regular speed? These, they have us cranked up to like 3.7, Mickey. How do they do that? On YouTube? You can do that on YouTube? You can do that, uh, no, not so much YouTube. I mean on podcast apps. You can, on pretty much every podcast app, you can have any speed you want. Yeah, okay. Um. Good to know. It is good to know. But, uh, so here's what, Matt said I mean I was bringing up it was kind of like your argument because you know his book advocates massive immigration and right. although he's not necessarily as big on low skill as on higher skill immigration but anyway so I brought up your type of arguments and and, and moreover suggested what I suggested was like look wouldn't you rather not give Trump's base like more uh, grievances and isn't it uh, the fact that, you know, if their kid's out of work um, and they look down and the meatpacking plant where their kid could get a job is staffed entirely by low-wage immigrants, they're like, you know, they don't want to hear about more immigration. And he pointed out, he said, first of all, actually, there's probably not a lot of people wishing their kid had a job at a meatpacking plant. It's more like auto factories. And he said, this was something I hadn't noticed. He said, if you look at Trump's rhetoric, Trump never justifies immigration in terms of its effect on the labor market. Matt says, I mean, he says, he says, when Trump talks about China, yeah, it's like they stole our jobs. They closed the factories. It's China, China, China. But when Trump talks about immigration, it's more... Well, some things that could be called racist tropes, but in any event, you're familiar with them, right? It's like criminal well, gangs. He, 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 he,
1: he does make the wage argument occasionally, but it's sort of through gritted teeth in a speech that Stephen Miller would have written for him that he probably doesn't like. When he talks about, he, he'd rather talk about criminality or the effect on swapping health care and making the welfare state unaffordable. But that's, that's because he's, you know, in my interpretation, which is, Neil Munro's of of Breitbart, which is he, you know, that's the accommodation. The corporate interests don't want him stigmatizing immigration. They want don't want him making the wage argument because they want a lot of immigrants. So he accommodates them by not making the wage argument. And he, you know, he's an employer himself. He likes low wage workers, so, uh, so he doesn't make that argument. He makes the ones that he thinks are more effective, and that avoid that issue, which is the crime and the healthcare one. But okay. I don't, I, we, we, you don't judge Trump by what he says, you judge Trump by what he does. And what he did do was hold a little on immigration and he promises to hold more of it. So if you care about Wade, I don't, I don't understand Matt's argument. Matt's, Matt's
0: argument is ceased, but he doesn't, he didn't make that argument. Well, who cares if he makes that argument? The well, argument Matt's is also, there. I think he's skeptical of some of the, uh, literature claiming a significant, you know, a big effect. On wages from immigrants, he talks about the Borjas study. He's of the, only of the, skeptical. Of the That's boat Great, lift. I,
1: I, yeah. the Mario boat lift is a comes down or whether you think the sample size that Borjas ends up with is too small to be significant. Seventeen people. Seventeen. Right, well, Borjas says seventeen is significant, and 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 Card says it isn't. So, yeah. uh, so the answer is the answer is I haven't the faintest idea whether it's significant or not, but. Uh, but you know, it's not inconceivable that it would be significant if the study, if you study, you know, a small enough community—seventeen people—might be a, a big
0: part of that. So I, um, the answer is, I don't know. So, what should we should we talk about the Glenn Greenwald thing or the? Uh, oh, oh, one more. The one more the, Trump. Uh, well, go ahead. Is
1: it is 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 it a complete fantasy that if Trump's reelected, he won't serve out his term? As soon as Trump's Why wouldn't he serve elect, out, out his as, term. I don't know, maybe the Democrats will impeach him. <laughs> maybe he'll maybe one of these uh one of these uh you know re, re, reporting avenues that alleges criminality will get
0: huge traction. Uh I mean at some point I I can he uh could if he resigned could Pence uh kind of preemptively pardon him, adim, 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 I would think so and that, against- and
1: that would be the logical deal. Okay, yeah. Mr. Trump, we'll let you leave, but, and we'll let you get pardoned, but you gotta go.
0: I mean, some people think Trump will do that after the election if he loses, but I'm thinking right. like, why would Pence want to be president for like 12 days? On the other hand, he, it would not be in his interest to defy Trump's interests, uh, if he plans to, uh. Correct. Well, that's answer. you answered Although, your question. Is there such a thing as a Biden blowout? Is a Democratic blowout so big? I think we've had this conversation that Trump's, uh, stock within the party really significantly drops and he has much less clout than he otherwise might as an ex president.
1: Well, I don't think it's the function of the size, but I do think, uh, I, I, I had thought that Trump would be like almost persona non grata for fucking, fucking up this election and as he says, losing to a comatose man. But, um, uh, but I now, th- I've come around to your point of view that the base will really like Trump anyway. Uh, so, uh, I don't, I do not see even a, even a Biden blowout of the, of the sort that is very, very possible. Uh, I, I don't see that as banning, banning Trump from the party. And it certainly, uh, certainly doesn't ban Trumpism from the party.
0: Um, well, that's certainly true. Another thing I get to add in the newsletter a little this week.
1: Um, the uh, You don't like Trumpism? <laughs> you might say. All the, the asteroid goes away with Trumpism. The asteroid is gone. What do you mean? All we're, all were left. In other words, if there's a non-crazy, non-divisive politician who was for, uh, you know, controlled trade, maybe a little protectionism, mm-hmm. controlled borders, uh you know, a big defending the welfare state and fewer foreign wars. What's so terrible about that?
0: Well, I mean, anybody who hews very closely to Trump, to Trump's version of ethno-nationalism and a lot of ethno-nationalists do, I think, including in other countries, would uh be kind of against uh the forms of international cooperation and institution building that I think are critical for the, sur- you know, and maybe survival of the planet is going too far. Uh, but that's the other thing is I think he's, uh, if he if it went on for long enough, would be kind of an existential threat, you know, to the planet. I mean, I mean, because he he is flat out against. He really is just kind of generically against institutionalized international cooperation. He says, "I'm against global governance." He's tried to cripple even the World Trade Organization, not exactly a left wing form of global governance, although I'd like for it to become one, which it could. Um, He's just, you know, he's just I'm I'm not saying, you know, he he signed a trade deal and so on, but he's not the guy to get the job that I think needs to be done done in terms of heading off, you know, the, the emerging threats, new kinds of arms races and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the, ast- the asteroid has now moved way far back in space. I mean, now it's like a long term. No, these are two asteroids. There's the asteroid headed for American <laughs> democracy, which we've already right. described. And there's the asteroid headed for planet Earth. And, Trump- right, and that one's much further away. There's plenty of time to be
1: a nationalist for 10 years and then become an internationalist.
0: Well, look, you could always recover from however much damage is done. But my own philosophy is the less time damage is done, the better off we are. So, um, quick question about Jared. I I have the answer. This is actually a riddle. Did you see this thing where Jared got in trouble for saying, what was it exactly? He said, look, we can't want blacks to be successful more than they want to be successful. Right. You heard this, right? And it was widely, you know, uh also used another word that got him into trouble. But anyway, the clear upshot was like, they're lazy. They don't blah, blah, blah. Right. You know what I think happened? No, it,
1: it, 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 it's, uh, it's uh, you know, we're offering all these avenues to entrepreneurship and small business ownership. And if they don't take advantage of it, well, that's
0: their fault. But isn't that an right. obviously stupid thing to say in this context yes. politically? Okay, you know yes. what I think happened? He got mixed up between his talking about the Palestinians template and his talking about the blacks template. <clears throat> I'm not kidding. He's Maybe, got, he, like, or
1: he, he decided this was the universal template that explains everything.
0: No, I think there's a part of his brain that holds all the templates for talking about oppressed peoples, <clears throat> and he got one of them mixed up with the other one. I'm that's, not kidding. That's that very interesting. This that's is this is a this is a hundred percent the right wing pro Israel talking point about Palestinians.
1: I thought he. I thought he. It, it sounded like he'd been to one too many. Right-wing think tank conferences, but, uh, but your explanation is more, po- more plausible. Cause that's I don't true. think he, I don't think he goes to right-wing think tank conferences.
0: Nope. So. Jared, you gotta keep him straight. They're different oppressed peoples.
1: Um, uh, that's an interesting point. Thank you. Uh, but it seemed like we were heading somewhere and
0: now we're not heading anywhere. Glenn Greenwald or we could go back to Hunter. Is the, is that story going to die? I mean, I, it's not going to die, but is it is it going to grow? I, is more going to come out? No, it's uh, after the election. I think that and, uh,
1: and other stories will grow because they're not going to threaten the media's main goal, which is to get
0: rid of Trump. So no, if Biden I mean, wins,
1: all these stories might flourish.
0: I mean, until before the election. I mean, will they grow in a way that affects the election dramatically? I think it already has had an effect. I, I think
1: it's already had an effect and I think it's effect is slightly growing, but is there gonna is there some new big scoop on the horizon? Giuliani has said he's done. So uh you well,
0: know Tucker Tucker said he's now decided to take it easy on Hunter. You know what I think happened? You know what I I think- No I mean,
1: that, that that was a little unfair. That he said he was gonna go easy on him personally, but he was gonna bring up the China thing. Who knows? He he's done these reversals before, so it's possible he'll suddenly go easy on him, but I sort of doubt well, it. He's only, my, he's only got one more day to do it.
0: My theory was that it turned out that the stuff on the flash drive added up to nothing, and he's kind of in a in a you know in a in a tough spot because he said, "Damn, we had this great shit, and UPS, you know, we lost it." Well, now you've got it. Let's hear the great shit. But if there isn't any, he's got to come up with a reason for not talking about Hunter. And so he's he's decided that he's such a nice guy, he's not going to talk about Hunter. That's it's possible, but
1: he but he did say in it, in that monologue that he was going to keep talking about. He's just not going to talk about Hunter smoking crack and having you know sex. No, with that's other he had there are sex other media outlets. Camera. There are other media outlets. But, he, but, that he, do but that. He, he did say he was going to talk about Hunter in China. But you're right that you're right that that is a. I just took him at his word. I I was buddies with Hunter, and I'm not going to piss on this guy I was buddies with. So that's sort of the way Tucker operates. He tends not to lie about that sort of stuff.
0: My fear did is, a, yeah,
1: he, he did do a rapid about face on the coronavirus, though. So this would fit with that. But go ahead.
0: Well, my fear. Your theory is, is my, my fear is that you know now that you know, people are more or less accepting that the emails we've seen are real. Um that at the last minute, Bannon or Giuliani will come up dump, oh, we found a new email and it will actually be fabricated and it will be like, you know, killer stuff that at least will confuse the kinds of people they're trying to confuse, right? The the, the you know, the people who might uh, switch at the last minute or make it up might their be mind a smart
1: move on their part, but
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, uh so. I'm but they're so scrupulous, we needn't worry about that, right?
1: I, it's a little, it's an ethical step that I, I think they haven't crossed yet. Maybe. You, they you don't think, uh, you don't
0: think Bannon would do that? Remember, there may be a pardon for him in the, in the balance here from Trump.
1: But it's also, he also wants to be a player in American society and that would sort of kill
0: it for him, wouldn't it? Well, not like jail would. <laughs> <laughs> uh we may, I mean I guess I don't know. It's, oh he could profess ignorance. I mean he's already he's he's painting Giuliani as the source of this stuff. He's already he he says, I'm just I'm just the wingman. This is Rudy's right. show.
1: Right. So, so he um, can blame Rudy. Uh that's um blame Rudy's a good tactic.
0: Uh so I, I don't know, it's possible. I'm not ruling that out. Now Mickey, people um, may wonder how do you know so much about Tucker Carlson? And the answer is, has to do with the fact that you did something remarkably like what Glenn Greenwald did this week. You, you resigned on principle when your boss was Tucker Carlson. Many of our viewers and listeners do not know that story. Except Tucker was more
1: honest than, than the editors of The Intercept. In other words, Gr- Tuck, I wrote a piece saying Tucker was saying that Fox was. You were was, at the
0: Daily Caller. You were working I was at, at the Daily, Daily
1: Caller, Caller w- right. working on contract for Tucker and Tucker's. Uh, I wrote a piece saying Fox was was being a being a, a patsy on amnesty and basically, you know, not being as tough on immigration and they, and they were focusing on ISIS instead of immigration. And Tucker took it down overnight, and I woke up and it wasn't there. And there's a note from Tucker saying, "Sorry, can't criticize Fox on the site. I work there." So that was honest, okay? That is. Like honest. Glenn Green, Glenn Glenn, Glenn Greenwald uh, writes something, you know, trashing the media for suppressing the Hunter Biden scandal, and and then also adds a huge section saying why the Hunter Biden scandal is real and why it's imp- you know why it reflects badly on Biden and he's and uh, the uh, they try to cut that section and they say and he quits and they say, well, he just is scared of editing. You know, they don't say, oh, we're for Biden. We didn't like that, uh, which
0: would be the honest Tucker like answer. My, my favorite line in the Betsy Reed, uh, she's the editor of The Intercept. You know, uh, a story if people haven't heard, you know, so Glenn wrote this piece both criticizing uh you know the press's handling of the Biden thing and then criticizing Biden i guess if you read the piece it's now online I, I i gave it a heavy skim it's endless it needed editing yeah i looked at how long <laughs> i looked at <laughs> how long it was and decided to save it for another day but uh, but i will read. Have been it. cut in half
1: that's the problem with these substack blogs people can go on and on and on
0: and and the audience seems to love it what can I say? Their newsletters. I they think they're getting more for their money. The, how much they love it depends on who the author is. I think I'm still trying to get more people to love my. They love it. They love it when Andrew does it. They love it when Matt Taibbi does it. They love it when Glenn Greenwald does it. Yeah. What exactly. happens when we do it? Well, we're gonna take. I'm taking a different tack. Smart brevity. And you're I'm, playing
1: hard to get. I'm being Axios. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna waste your time. That's gonna be my tactic. Anyway. It, so, so the Greenwald's piece goes on
0: and on and on. But anyway, so, and then he, let's see, what was the exact sequence? When did he release the email? So first he says, I'm resigning. And then I guess Betsy Reed, the editor, replied. And it was at this point that her, <laughs> that it was this thing that had the classic line, we have nothing but respect for the journalist Glenn Greenwald used to be. <laughs> that's, right. That's good. Um, I mean, in the annals, you know, in the but annals I, of uh, bitter put-downs. Um, but I, uh, what not what, Greenwald the biggest star at The Intercept? So
1: for for five days of pro-Biden coverage, they give up their biggest star? Well, he's one of the founders. He's one of the, he's one of the co-founders. He's one of the co-founders. When and you go to the... Do people go to the Intercept? How, what percent of the people who go to the Intercept go to the Intercept to read Glenn Greenwald? I would say forty percent.
0: No, I think these days people don't go anywhere. I mean, they just wait and see what shows up on social media. But right. he's one of definitely one of the big you know the biggest names, and he's and he put it on the map. Um, and uh, and I think that's why you know, I mean, you know, he he was complaining because they didn't want to uh, they wouldn't run certain parts of his piece, they wanted to cut him. You know, as you know, that's in some sense, that's just life in journalism. Right. It happens and people refuse to run articles. But it is rare if you are the founder or co-founder, then but you're he, naturally... And he he said also there was said, some bias <clears throat> behind it. Well, he also said he had a contractual guarantee about non-interference or something. But he also said, and, and, and I don't think...
1: Did did, did Reid completely refute this? That it was, the cuts were also motivated by they don't want anti Biden stuff on their thing five days before the election. Well, she didn't say that. Is that what you said? But she didn't deny it, did she? That's my point.
0: No, I think she actually, at least implicitly, did because she uh, noted that she said they had run a lot of stuff critical of Biden lately. That was her claim. Yeah, okay. I haven't looked it up.
1: So what was your point about Greenwald? You claimed to have a I point. was just
0: going to ask what you thought about the whole thing.
1: Well, I think he's right to do it, and I think it reflects badly on the Intercept basically. Okay. Uh, who can, what, It really would hurt them to let him run on and on and on if he's going to
0: quit over it? Jesus. That's crazy. People obviously like him running on and on and on. So, well, if you read the emails, it kind of happened. It kind of unfolded uh, fast, but,
1: it, um, well, my thing with Tucker unfolds fast. That's how it happens. Yeah. As as Jack Schaefer says, and as you know, you got to be ready to quit every day. You walk. You say, "Oh, if my editor fucks me on this, I'm going to quit." So you do that every day you go to work. So it happened. You, you
0: actually don't have to do that. I've I've, I've been. For decades, I have not gone in with that attitude. Wait,
1: and, have uh, you had an
0: editor? No, actually, it has been decades since I've had an editor. Hasn't it? <laughs> you but go. you remember when I had an editor?
1: Yeah, you were my editor. Boy, I had to be on guard then. No, I'm joking. But I was—I I was, wasn't worried about you. But I—I was are...
0: editor. I was editor of a book of yours during part of the very long phase during which you okay. didn't actually deliver the book. That was the extent. Although I did, I gave yeah. You, well, you were not much
1: of a threat right then. Um, who was I worried about? I mean, you always, I was worried about people I love screwing me over. Well, you're paranoid. I've had, I've had a, I've had a succession of great editors, uh, and,
0: uh. And yet you've viewed them all with grave suspicion. This is seamlessly yes. connected to your views on immigration, Mickey. You're <laughs> paranoid. You are a paranoid. I don't see that. But, um, and then, you, the, okay. The, the third well, that, point in the triad is your germophobia. It well, let's, no, you, you, said,
1: you sent me an email saying yeah. there was another point in which I was paranoid, which we should get to, which is all these journalists are gravitating to Substack, where I have also have a newsletter and you also have a newsletter. Correct. Uh, although our parrot is on Patreon, which is a competitor to Substack. We anyway, may, there may I, soon be a paid I, version I, of my I, newsletter. I, or I, not. S- I speculated that, well, well, damn it, if the, if the woke millennials take over Substack, we're totally fucked. And how many woke millennials would it take? And I said I worried that the number was four or five, uh, and and you said I was being paranoid because well, the Substack is nothing like the New York Times or Slate or other publications that have been degraded by woke millennials.
0: And definitely, and and the difference is, um, the New York Times had a large staff full of woke millennials who are well-known because of their bylines, and had huge social media followings. So if they get upset and rise up in unison, the whole world sees the New York Times under siege from its own employees. Substack employs a bunch of people who write code and don't have big Twitter followings, okay? It's just not, what what would a staff uprising, look at Substack, you'd never know what had happened. I don't know. The, Google
1: is filled with people who write code, and the woke millennials seem to have huge influence over Google.
0: Uh, people don't like to fire coders either. Well, uh, but that's and, because Google is, know, a, is a cutting-edge technology company. Substack is a cutting-edge company in some sense, but it isn't technologically. I mean, it's not so like, just fire it's not like machine learning but, is the key to their what model. If, what, well, yeah, but, they, but so
1: they have four employees now. What if they go to 10? And the, the last they five they now. hired, the last five they hire are woke millennials. Uh You know, it's hard to fire people these days. You know, they're there. They have they they sue you. So it, they have power, even if they don't have well-known bylines. And yes, I think no, a, but you a, don't brilliant, have a brilliant them. leader, a brilliant leader can resist them. But how many brilliant leaders are there?
0: It's just a different. There's you. You surely you accept the point that yes, the staff of the New York Times, the reporters have a lot more leverage in I, in realizing their wokeness via you know within the New York Times than 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 non. I guess were. that's true. It seems to me, and and there was a similar
1: thing at the L.A. Times. Robert Shear had a huge following, so when they canned Robert Shear, they got a lot of blowback. Yeah. But um, but in but. It may be true of the New York Times. What other publications is it true of? The LA Times, they think they have that power. The millennials are rising up now, uh, to try to boss the bosses around. But I don't, I don't think people really follow the bylines at the LA Times the way they follow Michael Barbaro. Uh, I'm trying to trigger a Michael Barbaro imitation, but, um, <laughs> uh, the, uh, you know, and, and so it's all, it, it, the bosses may think their, their bylines are important and they think their bylines are important. But I don't think their bylines are important. So, uh, I don't see why they have all that power. So I think your model really only applies to the New York Times.
0: Anyway, that's my model. Now I grant you that any company, if the people at the head of the company are very concerned about, you know, their image among their peers, and they think their peers are woke and i think a little of this is going on with jack Dorsey at twitter not not with mark zuckerberg at facebook i think zuckerberg so, is all about making money period so why
1: can't why can't why can't it, the same thing happen to hamish mckenzie at substack
0: well i don't know it could
1: Who i, I like know? it it shouldn't show no indication that he he feels this way but uh
0: i'm just saying that's the question but, uh, there, there's, you know I'm saying there's but two ways. It's wo- possible. Well, wo- I'm I'm saying there's two ways woke pressure can manifest itself. One is through, you know, uh, a staff of stars like New York right. Times. Substack doesn't have that. The other is through right. just peer pressure at cocktail parties. And right, it, that, that it, can happen at any company. But but um, and we don't know enough. You should write Hamish and ask be, him if he's it can that be
1: type. peer. It can be peer pressure not to be woke to not be the kind of boss who fires all their workers. So I think that's the case at the LA Times. It's run by this rich doctor, owned Mm -hmm. by this rich doctor who's probably really pissed off that his staff is being so obstreperous and has now pushed out as editor and they're making all these demands. He would love to fire all of them. He's not that woke, but he doesn't want to be known as the sort of boss who fires all his workers so they have power. It's It's not because he's influenced by the need to be woke it's by he's influenced by the need not to fire his employees
0: it was like you don't have to fire them to resist their woke pressure you can just not succumb to it and then if they want to quit one by one let them the truth is there's not going to be a mass exodus the well, they go on too strike bad. and
1: they go on strike and then you have a choice of firing them or not firing them uh, anyway you 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 think, you, you you understand you know, my argument now you know who fight you know who fired his workers when they went on strike Ronald Reagan and was running a small newslet- newspaper? Um, you can guess. I've used this example hundreds of times.
0: No, he's I don't a, know. Let's just say he was a big Marxist. Running a newspaper? Yeah. In America? No, Germany. Hitler? No.
1: He no, he's a bigger <laughs> Marxist than Hitler. Hitler wasn't a Marxist. Um, you might say he's
0: the biggest Marxist. Marx? Yeah. He is a big Marxist. Yeah. so Some would say top 10.
1: So he, uh, he, uh, he's a bigger Marxist than Trump is a Trumpist. That's for sure. But, um, anyway, he fought, yeah, he, his workers went on strike and he fired him. Wow. That's ironic. As this he could not be unsentimental. No, he was unsentimental about the bourgeois conventions of collective bargaining. Apparently. Uh, so there you
0: go. Um, so. If only we had more like him today. How long we've we been doing this today?
1: I, don't uh, know. I can give I you have, the exact
0: number. I have two more things to talk about. Ooh, God, an hour and 23 minutes. Make them quick. Okay. We got, we got to say some energy is for the parrot room. Minutes. First is. Okay. Well, the, the second
1: one we'll say for the parrot room. The first okay. one is anonymous. Everybody said, Oh, I expected him to be, you know, um, the guy Nikki who wrote Haley. The, the piece for the New right. York
0: Times op-ed page under the name right. Anonymous was, identified was, as a... was
1: built as a senior administration official. Right. Uh, everybody said I expected him to be a cabinet secretary or Nikki Haley or the chief of staff, and he's only this guy who was the chief of staff of Homeland Security, and he wasn't even the chief of staff when he wrote Anonymous, and he's exactly where I expected him to be. Uh and, 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 you know, he's where the, and it, it doesn't, I mean, he, I, I think he's a jerk and a douche and, and, and awful, but not because he's such a low level. That's, that, that's a, a perfectly high enough level to be anonymous. It's a perfectly high enough level to resist Trump, which he did. Uh, it's the m- mid level GS 15 assistant secretary sort of. Or, you know, chief of staff to the actual secretary level. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the political appointees meet the meet the uh, professional bureaucracy, the civil service bureaucracy. That's where the resistance happens. Those people are not all uninformed. They're all they're totally informed. They've been with their agency for 10 years. They've seen bosses come and go. Uh, they know everything that happens. Uh why is, why was it somehow bad that he was only, uh, you know, the, the, the chief of staff to DHS? It was bad because he was a hypocrite for, he, he shouldn't have gone to work for Trump if he, if he thought Trump was so bad. He didn't manage to resist the worst thing that Trump did, which was the child separation policy. And he, and he seems to be a, a horrible neocon blob person. Screw him. But not because he was, uh, he was not senior enough.
0: Yeah, I guess people just thought, um, their hopes were up at the time. Like, yeah, maybe there's a coup taking shape at the highest level. But I think, you know, and they're complaining that the New York Times misled them, but I would bet you anything that what the people in the opinion section did was ask, was asked like, well, if he was an anonymous source, For our reporters, how would our reporters identify him? And probably the answer is they would call him a senior official, and that's a convention in journalism, and so they followed it. It's no big deal. Yeah, I mean,
1: and when I was uh, actually a reporter reporting on welfare, the best sources were at his level, GS-15s, and, you know, nobody knew who they were, and you described them as senior because they were senior. They're GS-15s. They're better than the GS-14s and 13s and 12s and 11s. So, uh, you know, because you want to hype your story. Yeah. And they, they were senior. They'd been around a long time. They had a huge influence on
0: policy. They were over 65. Of course they were senior officials.
1: (laughs) So I, I, anyway, I thought that was a weird take. I mean, it's part of the whole, you know, Jack Schaefer made this point too, that he called the munchkins, that the munchkins have power, but, uh, this, this whole thing that, uh, that, you know, policy is made by the big guys with names we know hurling thunderbolts of policy at each other. You know, that's the political way of seeing the world, as Tim Noah also pointed out. And it's bullshit. Policy is made by the GS-15s sending up the ideas that the big people hurl at each other and also stopping them from implementing the ideas they don't like. So that's at least half of the story. But the hurlers have power. Yeah, that's why I said half.
0: The hurlers right. had half the power. So, you and know, some,
1: some hurlers are more effective than so others. So
0: you're saving something for the parrot room. We don't know what it is, but we'll we'll find out. Um, um I, I'm so reluctant to quit talking about the election, though. I almost this is our last pre election non parrot room. Thank podcast. God. Hey. You serious? Because I well, was I, getting kind of misty eyed as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not you, you. You can't wait for this thing to be over like everybody else. Oh, I see. I thought you meant you haven't really and deeply enjoyed these conversations with me.
1: No, no, no. I, it's you know, one can have too much of a good thing. But uh, possible.
0: Let me too check. Too much
1: election tension is not okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna check
0: comment. my final. I'm gonna check the betting odds, bet fair, see if they've gone up or down. I mean, they've been incredibly stable. Well, we should we we should we should. We should predict what's going to happen. We should. Oh yeah, let's predict. I, I,
1: you know, I, I think there's a range of possibilities. I think Trump could win. I think it could be close. I, my guess is Biden wins and it's closer than, than expected, but the Democrats take the Senate by more than one vote.
0: Biden wins and Democrats take the Senate by more than one vote. That's your prediction?
1: Yes, but close, but Biden wins by a smaller margin than, you know, he wins by 2% in Pennsylvania, not
0: 5%. Bet, the odds of bet fare are whatever Biden's chances are, whatever 1 over 1.515 is, which is probably about 65, 66%. But, um, the, uh, again, way lower than Nate Silver's 89%. Um, which is scary because now there's a ton of money in Betfair. These are professional bettors who are not betting sympathetically. Um, the uh, Or sentimentally, I mean. the um, Well, I think they're right. I think Nate Silver is too high. I do too. And again, even in his scenario, I believe if Biden loses Pennsylvania, and I have outlined ways that could happen. Um, that could easily then happen. Then Biden is – has a less than 50% chance of winning yeah. the whole thing if he loses Pennsylvania. <clears throat> now, happily, the Supreme Court has so far let stand the uh, the Pennsylvania, the existing, I guess, judge-ordered policy, in any event, the policy of letting Pennsylvania count mail-in ballots that arrive up to three days after the election if they're postmarked. Is it Friday, only three
1: days in Pennsylvania? Yep. That seems reasonable. Nine Nine days seems a little much. Uh, the, uh, the, the problem is that if they don't have a postmark, but the preponderance of evidence is that they were a postmark before they also get counted. So that's Uh. a little loophole that lets in some fraud. But uh, three days seems very reasonable to me. No. no. Kavanaugh gets a bad rap. Kavanaugh was not saying, uh, you know, they should cut it off election day. And not allowed any after 8pm on election day. He was saying a state legislature could reasonably decide that that's the policy they wanted and it's not our business to overturn the state legislature if that's what they've decided. He was saying, you know, what they might have thought. He wasn't saying what the right answer was. So the right answer, you know, that would be fine. I think give them an extra day or an extra day or two is also fine. Uh, give them an extra week as, as some of these places have. That seems ridiculous.
0: Well, three uh, by the way, three of the justices did leave open the possibility of revisiting the Pennsylvania decision after the election because I think basically what they said is we don't have time to review this decision, so it stands for now. Right. But that was only three of the justices, I think. to I also, who added I also that they think might they might were it after the they election.
1: were they were intimidated by the blowback that that Kavanaugh got when he wrote that thing, good. so they were uh I'm not sure that's good cuz uh I'm sure it's good. I don't think courts should be uh, res- that receptive to blowback. They're, they're, um,
0: well, we know they are, though. I mean... Uh, they are. They should still be uh, recovering from the blowback from uh, Bush versus Gore. I hope they'll keep that in mind. Um, but I, I, uh, I agree
1: with that. So if that didn't discredit the court, it's hard to see how anything will.
0: By the way, the other that thing about Pennsylvania the they is they don't start counting mail-in ballots until election day. Whereas Florida may have final results on well, election day. I
1: defend Pennsylvania on that. We don't want a bunch of people who know the way the vote is going and are sworn to keep it secret. Uh, hundreds of, hundreds of ballot counters who know what the result is. They're like Price Waterhouse at the Academy Awards. <laughs> fuck it. We can wait
0: till they count after the election. It turns out Price Waterhouse didn't even know the results after it was announced. (laughs) It took them five minutes. Did they get fired? Those two people got fired. And that was unfair because the woman had nothing to do with it. It was a man and a woman. It was the man who screwed up. This is so typical, Mickey. Relied in Rosa. This is so typical. Yep. They both, I don't know if they got fired, but there was, they were removed from the Academy Awards, which is their whole life. That's why the guy screwed up. It was his whole life. He was like tweeting about it. And I'm here at the Academy Awards, you know, (laughs) tweeting photos and and stuff. And oh shit, I forgot. Was I supposed to give them the right fucking envelope? (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, Um, it was great TV. So, uh, no, I don't, I don't have a strong view on when you should start counting. My point is just that. Pennsylvania could well be the Keystone. Is it the Keystone State? Is Pennsylvania? Yes, it keystone? is. It could well be the that Keystone. That has been pointed out. That has been pointed out. And um, we may not know for like four or five days. On the other right. hand, if Florida,
1: so goes then we Biden, do. Then we do get another another one of these. We in could yet. Yeah, we could end. have then another podcast go. before it's decided. Let's keep hope alive. And <clears> it could be, you know, it could be if Trump wins, they uh, there could be burning smoke from Rodeo Drive. Uh Which they've closed down in anticipation of a. Violent you mean the way they do it, like the
0: when they elect a pope? Is that what you're saying? It would be no. A no. Oh, it would be like riots a- and burning. Okay. Um. Well, uh, so we we always close with plugs, right? Rate and review the Right Show podcast, which this is. Pro- Smash the like button on YouTube. Subscribe to our newsletters. Cal's files in non-zero respectively. Mine is
1: free, but if Glenn Greenwald's going to make a million dollars a year...
0: Then you're going to make five dollars. Damn it, right? I'm
1: going to make 5,000, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we may actually be coming out with a paid... We'll see. Could happen. Um A paid version of the newsletter. The uh, Twitter, Cal's Mickey, Robert Ryder. Um. Mm-hmm. And then Patreon. Patreon.com slash Parrot Room.
1: Then... If I started a paid newsletter, I'd have to do some work, so I'll have to give some.
0: This is uh, what's, this of that. is what's holding me back. Is apparently <laughs> you have to put out the newsletter if you want people to pay for it. I was
1: I was wondering if I could brand myself as lazy since I am lazy. I could say I'm the lazy guy. <laughs>
0: hey, <laughs> that was very effective.
1: To, they want to subscribe to my no, newsletter? But,
0: uh, no, it just it, as performance art that works, and who knows, people may pay for performance art.
1: I'm 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 You're I'm opposed John to the Cage of newsletters. I'm opposed to the fast-paced, technology-driven doggy dog world that capitalism has created. I'm
0: lazy. Oh wait, you want to substitute me? Quickly, quickly, we got the shout out from noted literary critic Dwight Garner in the New York Times. That was nice. That was real nice. Very nice. He, he referred to our podcast as digressive. And he kind of brought it in out of the blue. He didn't have to do this as that no, was totally excellent out of the blue. and digressive. Frankly, a better blurb would be excellent and transgressive, but I'm going to take what I get in the New York Times. That was very nice. It was very nice. And you know what he – you remember what he did. He said that we had noted on our excellent digressive podcast that often when literary critics cite examples of bad writing in a book, it's not obviously bad writing. And he had cited several examples of bad writing. Also good
1: example When they say good writing, it's not always good writing.
0: True. But go ahead. Anyway, yeah. we can pass judgment on the sentences he passed judgment on in the parrot room. That's my thought. Uh, and you know okay. what? We will, we will I'll email him the results for free. Oh.
1: <laughs> Why? We can milk him for some money, man. Okay. okay.
0: Let's do that then. Um, uh, great. So I think uh, we, so- we can agree in, uh, ending on, uh, saying good luck for Joe Biden, right? No. What is the parrot going to say, Mickey? Make America great again. Make America great again. Shut it. Shut it up. <laughs> so bro. now you hate the parrot. I hate the parrot. I'm not going to pleasure <laughs> that parrot anymore. Okay. Okay. So we'll see you um in the parrot room. Right. I Is that parrot going to say something you're holding it? No. There. No. Okay, it's in there. Okay. No. We'll see you after the election, and in the parrot room before the election. Okay.